Welcome chest feeders and people with uteruses. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. Each week I'm joined by the sensational John Astro and the stupendous AJ. Yo, yo. Oh, hey, uh, hey AJ. You, you... <laughs> I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No, he's had to write it down, see? Like, oh, maybe I'll write some shit down <laughs> next time. All right? You know what threw me, though? I wrote down J-A instead of A-J. Oh. Me a bit that's, not there. Well, that's not going to work. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, fuck all that because we have the biggest of deals with us, uh, and that is the wonderful Katie. This is my wife, Katie. Everyone say hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> you sound you sound pretty pumped. <laughs> well, we've just endured half an hour of internet, you know, outages. Don't show so. them behind the curtain. That's not. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. No, they, 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 it's it all runs smoothly. Is what you meant to say. <laughs> but we're here and we're ready. Well, to if talk. you haven't worked out from my crazy intro, we are doing some baby themed mo- movies for a few weeks. Uh, and we're doing nine months today. Yes, this is part of our baby boom celebration because Katie's up the duff. <laughs> <laughs> that means that means everyone she had sex and then now she's got a baby. Prego in the ego. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty obscene, isn't it? When you think about it, is that an Australian idiom? Up the duff. Yeah, I think so. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a. It's only Australian. I haven't heard it in. Oh, they must have some weird, gross term in Britain for it. Right. Mm. Yeah. For overseas listeners, it means you are with child. <laughs> <laughs> what a creeper! <laughs> <laughs> with, child. with child. All right. We're doing nine months. This is from nineteen ninety-five. Uh, I feel like. Well, we might as well just. I just want to get everyone's. Uh, the sense of everyone's relationship with the film before we get into it. What, what, what had everyone seen this movie? I think so. No, okay. it's my first time. First time. Mm. I I only realised that I'd seen it when I was watching it. You know, I didn't think I'd seen it, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is feeling very familiar. I, I remember <laughs> hearing a lot about it as a kid. I have a vague memories of seeing like trailers and stuff for this. I think it was a big deal, right? Yeah. It was. It, yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, it was big. So yeah, we made this made a lot of money, 138 million at the box office, and I'm sure it did just as well on VHS and DVD many years later, and you know whatever, what what not. It wasn't as big as the the film before, done by the same director, uh, and that was Mrs. Doubtfire um, the year before, but uh, which was like 400 million or something. So that was like a mega smash. Well, that was something you could take your kids to, though. Yeah. Or it was more of a family movie. Like, I mean. I suppose this is this was a bit of a date movie, but I think if if a woman had taken her boyfriend to see this, he would have run screaming for the hills Definitely. after the credits were rolling. Right? All right, well, don't don't okay, don't get too far into it. All right, you're you're breaking the Katie doesn't understand the protocol. Okay, so oh, she's, sorry, so she's she's fucking it all up. All right, okay, anyway, let's get into uh, the uh, the happenings of nine months. <laughs> An uncomplicated life. I live with the most beautiful, intelligent, sexy, lovely woman in the whole world. I 
My practice is thriving. I'd, I'd say my life was dangerously close to perfection, actually. An unbelievable love. To stability. Honey! An unexpected surprise. I'm pregnant. Right. Right. What? I thought you were using birth control. I was. It's only 97% effective. It says so right there on the box. So therefore, 3% completely bloody ineffective, huh? <laughs> they should put that on a box. You gotta burn all your old girlfriend's phone numbers and pictures. Lie down and close your eyes and you visualize the child of your dreams. What did I tell you about spitting in other people's food? Okay, let me get it ready for you, just... Hugh Grant. You know, Beck, I was, I was just thinking, um, we haven't actually made love for two months now. <laughs> well, maybe we could fool around tonight. Check. In a romantic comedy. <laughs> what is it? It moved. Hmm? About one confused man. If you have a baby, that means he's got to grow up. Marty! Hey, honey! I'm right with you! Two people in love. My love, are you all right? Go away! Right. And nine months in suspense. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. Nine months. You're going to inject that thing into my wife? Mm-hmm. See, that is why women have the babies, you see? Because men can't handle the power. Sam Faulkner, played by Hugh Grant, is a successful child psychologist. He's got the perfect relationship, okay? He and Rebecca, Julianne Moore, uh, his long-term girlfriend of five years, are the picture of yuppie love. Uh, Candlelit dinners, picnics at the beach with beluga caviar, on a sneaky trip to wine country, uh, Rebecca reveals that she's fallen pregnant. News big enough uh, that Sam crashes his Porsche into an earth mover. They talk it over and Rebecca says that she was on birth control, but it was ineffective. Samuel's unimpressed and she is outraged at his implying that she got pregnant on the sly. Okay. They arrive at their getaway, the sprawling home of struggling artist Sean, played by Jeff Goldblum who reveals to his friend Sam that he's left his partner and taken up a little blonde thing called Bobby. Basically, his relationship fell apart because his ex wanted to have children. She was hungry for his seed, as we find out. <laughs> and also at the house is Marty and Gail Dwyer, played by Tom Arnold and Joan Cusack, an earthy couple with three rambunctious girls. So Sam, our hero, is confronted by the kids and the realities of parenthood. It's loud, awkward, and gross. So Sam's losing the plot. He's haunted by images of Rebecca as a kind of a praying mantis ready to vet, to devour him. He's also got blue ball syndrome uh, with Rebecca holding out on him on account of her condition and all. Something that, uh, yeah, the struggle's real. That's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> anyway. Sam, anyway, Sam misses an important ultrasound scan and Rebecca walks out on, walks out on him, believing that he's not into her or into the baby for that matter. So she moves in with Gail and Marty. Sam uh, starts to appreciate what he's lost when he sees the tape uh, of, that, of that second scan. And that's when he sees the heartbeat of his son for the first time. So Sean tries to get Sam to move on, getting him a new earring and bringing him to a little yuppie soiree. And a girl hits on Sam. And AJ, between you and me, she's a dead cert. All right. <laughs> she's she was a dime. In, he was in the bag. All right. And Sam declines he says he says he's not ready 
okay? And those are the moments between you and me that you can't scrub from your brain, all right? Believe you me. <laughs> In the hour of the wolf, 3 a.m., they come for you, those those moments. But, uh, that to, anyway. Okay. Anyway, he goes into overdrive uh, on a mission to win back Rebecca and prove that he's daddy material. He trades his Porsche for a family car, makes his appeal to Rebecca, apologizes for his bullshit behavior, and proposes to her. Short while after their shotgun wedding, Sam and Rebecca go out to dinner, and Rebecca's water breaks, triggering a mad dash to the hospital. Sam gets into a number of scrapes and is forced to bring more and more people on the ride. An old guy who almost has a heart attack, a cyclist with a broken leg, and even the girl who declined to have sex with him who's hurt her finger. So at the hospital, Rebecca goes into labor, and as luck would have it, so does Gail, uh, our, our, our sort of friend from earlier. And the two women give birth in a madcap scene of endless pratfalls and zingers. Uh, Gail has a baby girl. Rebecca has a baby boy. And we close on Sean and Rebecca nursing their baby, their, their, their family united. White cis lives matter. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a person of color. In the whole movie, no. Around there's one at the par- at the at the Napa Valley. Yes, oh, but does, doesn't get any say. any lines though. And there was no, and there, there was that salty nurse. There's just That's like true. get oh, yeah. these men off up the floor and get them some smelling salt. Yes. Yes, mm. but that's but that's how, that's a big no no, isn't it? Now that you can't just wheel out a black person to say, "Oh shit, that's you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like like isn't that the whole thing of not another teen movie?" That's that's what I mean. Because you actually, there's a movie. What's the movie they do that in? Is it in The Rock or Armageddon? Because Michael Bay used to love that. So I think <laughs> I think a meteor like smashes down into you know into the puts a big crater in the in the earth or whatever and he's got people all through his movies going oh shit you know (laughs) oh my car doing all that stuff you know like and that's uh that's not good anyway first things first what are our first impressions we sort of covered this but you know let's 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 go into it there there are little bits and pieces that i found funny but but overall yeah i didn't think it was a great movie oh damn (laughs) I just I didn't like. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I I don't like Hugh Grant in this. Um, well, no, give us a baseline though. What do you like him in? Uh, Lair of the White Worm. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, I'm not right. a big I'm not a big Hugh Grant fan. To Fair be enough. Honest. No, but that's that's important to know because you might if you said you liked about a boy and all that, which we've already said be done. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, you that means you liked him. At the very beginning of his <laughs> yeah. career, and never, and never again. <laughs> I'm, I'm with. I'm, I'm sorry. I never understood his appeal as a romantic lead. Oh, right. It's just mm. so limp-wristed and foppish, mm. and well, it's it's the hair English. for me. I've I've always yeah. thought his hair was dumb, <laughs> just dumb. But wasn't just that so that dumb? Was, I can that, was stand, that was a standard look, though. That that hair. I don't know. He he was like. Uh, he was like the poster child for that hairstyle then. Right. The round glasses. All right. Well, the look. Has damning. But but there are a few other things be- before before I I pass the ball on to someone else. Like I think Robin Williams was shit in this too. Oh wow. Oh, I that's no. the, You set me up for that Robin Williams was Shit. And I was like, I thought you were going to say that he was good. Is, is he good? Has he? I don't know. I'm trying to think of Are a you, time. Were you about to say, was he ever good? Was he ever? No, I think he's really oh. good. I like him in when he's doing a drama. 
I like I, it when he's doing straight. Yeah, I, like I don't like, like awakenings and yeah, awakenings. Yeah, yeah, I I just I, I don't know. I just I'm trying to think of something where, like something that he's been in that is um, when he comedic. was zany. Yeah, that that I actually like. Hmm. So and and I and I, nothing comes to mind really. Okay, you know. <laughs> But you know, I just think the fake Russian accent and the fake Russian talking and and just all those gags about him like mispronouncing words and not like mm-hmm. I just think if he was a medical doctor, like you know, his English would would be pretty good. So, you so you think it's unrealistic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's 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 a it's. It's bending, you know, it's, it's testing the limits of believability. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Well, I think because the, the premise of the movie is based so much in reality, though. Like, I think that the, 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 the whole idea that Hugh Grant, you know, is doesn't want to have kids and, and is a selfish guy and, and is kind of into uh, just just being the... Uh, yeah, the, the the yuppie without kids. Like, I think that's quite believable, and and you know, I think he goes on quite a good journey. Like when when he comes to realize that, you know, that's that's not what he wants is just to be this you know child forever. Um, I think that's quite good. But so so then that Robin Williams stuff for me, it, it just doesn't doesn't work. I don't broad. know. Yeah. Okay. AJ. Um, I think that I was really happy to see Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> and Tom Arnold. Um, Tom Arnold is wonderful. Great. He's amazing. What's, He's always amazing. But what's the fucking deal? Why are people why why has he got so much shade? Why do people? What's the problem with Tom Arnold? He's great. Every time I see him, he's great. True Lies, yeah. he's great. He's great in this. So what? He's what? Is it because he was a boozer and then he and he was with and drugs and stuff? Is that? Why we hate him? Or do people have a problem with him? I think he's got a bad yeah. reputation. No, when when he broke up with um, Roseanne. Uh, yeah, Roseanne. Th- there was some something about that was not good. Like he's got there, there's this miasma that's followed him. Like you no, know, no, he doesn't. He's in, he hasn't got out clean. Mm. Anyway. I think he's the best thing about this movie. You like yeah, Tom Arnold was the best thing. Yeah, they're a good couple. They were strong. Tom Arnold is <laughs> his comedic timing is just fantastic you know like just he tells the, the kids jumping on the bed and he goes okay get up there and he goes yeah you don't you don't know what's been on there you don't know what's been on the bed or whatever like like he just says like little throwaways you know like oh, I, I like when he says he, he he brought him back when he's giving him cpr when yeah. he, oh. he doesn't need it <laughs> i brought him back it's okay oh, 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 shit honey i hit a guy come on Excuse me, ma'am. I know CPR. Okay. Oh, you're conscious. Yes. I thought you were trying to French kiss me. I was trying to scream. Oh, don't get up. Don't get up. You may have a concussion. Sir, sir, I think he's all right. I've got it under control, madam. Thank you, though. Does your head hurt? Yes. Yes. Are you nauseated? Very. Okay. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Oh. Wide. Wide. Ah. Okay. Okay. Your pupils aren't dilated. All right. You're okay. I brought you back. Sir. I brought him back, Let everybody. Him. He's okay. All right. You Let okay? All right. You're just funny. Oh, sorry, buddy. No, no careful. No lawsuit. Good. No lawsuit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, no, because he's got one of the most memorable scenes in Austin Powers. 
Who does number two work for? Yes, he's, yeah, he's yeah, the guy. Yeah. He's the guy who says you show that you show that. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So, uh, all right. Well, I think this movie is the opposite of the internet. Okay, let me just go with me on this. Okay, it's earnest, it's dorky, and it says what it means. Okay, there's no snark, there's no cynicism, no postmodern sassy garbage. Uh, in fact. Those people that are cynical and sassy are made fun of in this movie. And I like that. And the whole message of this movie um, is that it doesn't matter how smart you are and it doesn't matter how refined you are and it doesn't matter if you're cultivated and knowing, uh, you will still crumble at that ultrasound appointment. It doesn't matter. I bet you did. Of course I bet you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's in my notes. Yes, I fucking did. <laughs> Katie, come on, Katie. You, because you are, you've been a cold hearted <laughs> ice queen boss bitch, you know. <laughs> you, you, you've just been all about yourself, selfish, taking what you want, you know, selfish lover sometimes as well, between you and me. Well, anyway, the point is that you, you must agree that some that this movie just says the point of it is saying that because that's obviously Chris Columbus. He's ob- obviously felt that and said, "Yeah, it didn't matter that I was smart. Didn't matter that I was talented. I still was a punk bitch when it came to when I saw the little heartbeat. I was a mess." Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was just a, it was a tad too saccharin for my liking I have to say like it's you know like I mean the let's face it the, the plot was paint by numbers <laughs> uh, <laughs> really a very simplistic plot which I agree with AJ Jeff Gold Goldblum lifted you know and as did Tom Arnold um, but yeah I mean Hugh, for me, I understand he was like the biggest thing since sliced bread at that particular time in Hollywood. But yeah, he just he just does nothing for me, and I just found myself just going, "Oh, you're a fucking man child. Just sell the fucking Porsche and get on with it." You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And even in the end, when they're actually having the babies, it's all about the dudes. Yeah, totally. yeah, that is <laughs> true. <hell>. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, look, I I did feel for him when, you know, she, like, Julianne Moore gives him, like, zero sex from the night of conception. Yes. No, thirst trapping him as well. Like, like to, you know, doing a dance. AJ, I know you like people dancing. Oh, I, I do not. <laughs> I do not. I do not. So she was doing her, her little dancing and she was doing a, like a teddy, a flesh colored teddy. No thanks. Yeah, no weird. Good. No. She's no, no good. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was terrible in this. No good. You thought she was Thumbs terrible? Down. Thumbs down. No good. Oh, I thought she was pretty hot. I thought she was pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but yeah. but I love to see her in these movies because whenever because she's a proper actress, obviously, yeah. And I, but I I love to see people who fancy themselves as proper sort of you know Sundance and Khan people. I love to see them in sort of button down roles. Like I like to see Johnny Depp in Nick of Time when he just has to put on a suit and be like a normal guy and he doesn't get to put on funny wigs, you know. <laughs> and same with Julianne Moore. It's like I love to see her because she's in you know one of the greatest movies of you know of the last twenty or so years, the uh, Magnolia and. Uh, mm. Uh, but to see her just here, just I like her, her giving me her the girlfriend. 
It's her version of the girlfriend. Why why is she so happy to see Tom Arnold and the crazy kids all the time? You know, even when they bust into the into the bedroom, she like she's ecstatic that they're there, you know? It's weird. I know, because she just loves kids so much, like even the asshole kids. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm with well, you. I've got you know I love an inappropriate child in a comedy movie. I just love it. Yes. You know, like when you got that cute kid that flips the bird or says the F word or something, you know, I just love it. So I thought there could have been more of that in there for sure. Mm. Um, but the idea that Hugh Grant is a child psychologist. Yeah. Just bum, bum. Why, why did they even write him as that? Like he could have just been an adult psychologist, you know, yeah. or psychologist. No, but, it ha- you know? he, but he has, it has to be that you, I think the well because the problem is that he is he's all brain and no heart and and he's also seeing the kids when they're going through a tumultuous time in their life when they're when they're cunts all right but, the, the, but so you, ne- not, you never see him good at his job though that's no. that's, that's the problem though mm, so yeah it's, that is it's, the problem so it's no so it's not that he's a child psychologist that you don't get to see him being you know good at his job or that, that that's the problem on paper he doesn't fine. but the thing is like not only does he come across as being not very good at his job he doesn't seem to particularly enjoy it that's either right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. just like why you do it like <laughs> if you hate kids so, so fucking much yeah like, well, i got this one my dad's an asshole okay good interesting um is that something you can maybe uh, Elaborate on a little bit for me, Truman. Okay. Great. My dad's a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that kid, and I wanted, yeah, I wanted more great. of him. You mm. know. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I, I think that um, he could have been. Yeah, because the thing is, with these types of uh, elemental comedies, you got to go right hit him right on the knuckle. So you can't, like, the question in this isn't, you, you've got to get Hollywood on this. You've got to say he has to be a child psychologist. Do you know what I mean? Like, that that's the thing. It's, it, it's uh, That's big screen entertainment. Like, we need, it, it's not, if you want to go, if we're making a Michael Haneke movie or something, or if it's the, like, go, going to fucking Khan, we're trying to win the Golden Bear or some shit, well, then... Yeah, I don't know. It would be a different deal. Like, you know, like you can, imagine, so- you can imagine the pitch though, can't you? Get this a child psychologist who's terrified of having kids. Of course. Yeah. That's yeah, of course. No, of course. <laughs> yes. But I mean we we didn't really dig into why he was so terrified of it, right? Like there was no there, there didn't seem to be sort of any past trauma that was informing that it literally was just he was a selfish man child <laughs> like he just loved his life too much well, well that's why i think they could have made more of the kids stuff like when um when tom arnold's kids are, are just being dirtbags mm. like there's there's that but then also if you saw him yeah not not enjoying uh the therapy with the kids or 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 doing therapy with the kids that are just like you know, brats or, or awful kids. Totally, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think I needed to see him have a win of some sort with a child to kind of imbue him with the confidence that he needed to then go and tackle, you know, his, his own 
the kid. You know what I mean? Like it Definitely. just it felt like it was, yeah, like there was a missed opportunity with that brew, Tom Arnold's brood around. And they just played it for laughs with the, like the little girl just reading inappropriate passages from oh, the novel. That's, that was him, one of my favourite parts, actually. Which was great, which <laughs> was really good. I love you. Well, it's nice and I think you're great. <laughs> Marry me, Captain Ronaldo. Whoa. <laughs> Who's Captain Ronaldo? Marry me. Make me your wife. We'll honeymoon in Paris. Well, I'm not sure. It's King Stanislaw's daughter, isn't it? You're madly in love with her. Who's King Stanislaw? Don't deny it. Right. I saw the two of you kissing. Bro. You betrayed me. She hit me. She's hit me incredibly hard. Shannon, no hitting. Shannon. Okay, you run along. You go play with your sisters, okay? We're going to talk about it later. You weasel. Yeah, was he, uh, I didn't understand. Was he low on confidence? Did he think he couldn't hack it? It was. It would have had more heart if there was a genuine reason. Like like the, you know what I mean? Like we, we think that he's just a selfish asshole, but it's really because he has fucked it up in the past or, you know, like maybe he has an existing kid who's grown up into an arsehole teenager and this could be a do-over or he doesn't want to, you know. Are we overthinking this? Because, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, probably. No, no, because. Well, it's it's just, yeah, I mean, look, it's a simple maturation plot, isn't it? But it is. Yeah. And, and, but this comes up consistently, like in, we'll get into this later, I'm sure, but some of the criticisms have involved, you know, people not really getting this this part of it and i don't know i think it's pretty obvious and i think every man who went to see it pretty much understood it like like you know what i mean like like it doesn't need a lot of explanation he doesn't need a deep trauma he 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 likes his life the way it is he likes his his toys and he's he's like quiet and having money and being you know just having his dominion over his own time and the rest of it and um you know, I, I feel like actually, the, weirdly, the message of the film is something we need now more than ever. Like, like you know, this was something that really occurred to me. Like, I was just like, wow, like um, this is real, the kind of popular entertainment we need to get back because this this is actually, you know, um, uh, we're pushing mat- maturation further and further. I mean, you've heard this word, adulting, yeah. right? This is a disgusting word, a, a, a dis- ridiculous and disgusting. <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Word. Well, it's just like it's embarrassing. It's like you know, and hopefully the war over overseas is just going to wipe t- terms like that off the map because you, you know you don't need to worry about that when you got to pick up a Kalashnikov. But um, yeah, popular entertainment <laughs> like this is yeah. I feel like the message is 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 sound. We do need people to grow up and men do need to grow up it's worse now it's way worse because people are walking around with darth vader t-shirts and stuff yeah you know and and you were walking around in darth vader t-shirts when like Um, when i was 25 (laughs) when when did you retire that stallone t-shirt i kept it for a long time uh, and then I, but then I, ne- I could never wear it. Like, so it was sort of like, it was sort of like keeping a pack of cigarettes in your drawer, but never smoking them. <laughs> okay. 
And when then, did uh, you arrive at the realization that you had to turf all of your film t-shirts and start dressing like a man? I think it was. I think it was not like a fifteen-year-old film. No, nerd. but this is something that Jordan Peterson says now. I, I think it was in the my late twenties, uh, way later than it should have been. I just looked at myself and in the mirror one day or something, and had a bit of a like some logo on my shirt, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Like, what? Who am I advertising for? What do I even like this thing? What I'm wearing? What is this?" And um. It was just uh, so they all had to go, but 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 Jordan Peterson <laughs> says Jordan Peterson says he he goes that he he was walking around uh, like some fun park or something, and he goes he goes I looked at the adults and their children, and the adults looked like sort of grotesque blow ups of the children because they were yeah. dressed the same, you know what I mean? And that's when he <laughs> went out and bought all these fancy suits. So it's I feel like yeah I feel the pain. People need to grow up. So yeah, <laughs> I like how that you were all or nothing. So in an instant, <laughs> yeah. you threw everything out. Had <laughs> the realization, and then got to get rid. No, I think that's how you have to do it. <laughs> you know, I think that's how you have to do it. The horror. It's just, yeah. it's all got to go. I mean, what does it even mean? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> now, Katie, you mentioned you mentioned that that scene with the kid where she says, "Marry me, Captain Ronaldo." Now, I, I, I want to talk about that that scene. It's the lunch scene where they're having mm. barbecue outside. I think that's quite a good scene because it sort of sums up that period in your life when when you don't have kids yet but a lot of your friends are having them and mm. and you just could not care less and you hate hearing about them <laughs> no <laughs> Well, I love hearing about it now because I've got my own, I've got my own kid now so I'm like part of the club so yeah. you know it's interesting yeah. to me but but when you don't have a kid it's not interesting I don't feel like that guys just know that. <laughs> no, we've all been there. We've all had to feign interest at a barbecue when you know, you're standing with a handful of other women who are swapping stories about nappy rash cream and you're just like, fucking pour me another rosé. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that, but you're right though, Ricky. That scene is beautiful because we, on one side of the table we have the, the sort of the, the snobs Mm. We have our heroes, well, and his wife, who's having the baby. But it's Jeff Goldblum and, and Sam, uh, and they are, you know, they represent this sort of selfish manhood, this this arrested development. And then on the other side, and, and they're also, you know, either through cultural capital or and or money, sort of seen as as elites in a way. Uh, whereas on the other side, we've got Gail and um, uh, and Tom Arnold. I forget his name, and. Uh, Basically, that they are, they tell this very down to earth, earnest, dorky story about how they're having another kid, and and they're, and they're ridiculed for it. And it actually, is a really it's quite a complex scene because our hero is is sort of involved in the bullying and ridiculing of, of someone just telling an honest little story. It's actually quite terrible what yeah. he's what the, what he does to him. Do you know what I mean? Like that guy's telling a really honest. I mean, they're overbearing, but then again. You know, you've got to recognize when you're being a total piece of shit, mm. you know? And and so I, I think that's a wonderful scene. All right, everybody. I've got an announcement to make. Gail and I are gonna have a new baby. <laughs> oh, shit, another one. <laughs> so I'd like to make a toast. To my wife, the most beautiful pregnant woman in the whole world. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. 
<laughs> you know, you could be the, the toughest guy in the world. But when you see your child look in your eyes and, and you know that that child knows that you're their dad. Suddenly, it smiles. I mean, it's like, I just cannot explain it. It's like magic. Yeah. <laughs> Is it magic when they do that little dribble of uh, vomit down your uh, shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if we're boring you, pal. Just a joke. Okay, just forget it. The guy is Drop rude. It. He's rude. Sorry, what did you say? You are rude. Rude? You think I'm rude? Yes. Sam? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. I, for a moment, that it's all right, honey. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just deal uh, with this accusation of rudeness, because like an idiot, I, I was under the impression that you were the one monopolizing the conversation. Well, I'm sorry, too, if I'm a little excited about my wife and I having another baby. I know it might not be a big thing to you. Yeah, and is it, well, you are excited, and is that a reason to exclude eight other people from the conversation? Well, I didn't realize this is a freaking group therapy session, okay, doctor. Honey. How much do things. I owe you, you for four minutes? You didn't realize that your dog was a menace. You didn't realize yeah. that you were a crashing ball. You know what? I would walk over there and kick your bony little oh, ass right. if yeah, I wasn't gonna have my five-year-old daughter do it. But when when you're a parent, I would I would counsel that you know when you become a parent, you also have to recognize when you're telling a fucking boring story to people <laughs> that have no understanding, that don't have kids and have no understanding of the daily. He horrors, announced you know? they announced they were having another yes. baby. Yeah, that's it true. wasn't a fucking boring story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He didn't get up and go, he didn't get up and go, anyway, my kid, you know, played with a grape this morning. It was like like they're having another baby and they sneered at that, but I get what you're saying. You know, some people do take it too far. (laughs) Ricky, do you have anything else about that scene or are you? you, No, well, you know, like I said, I love the the, the Captain Ronaldo thing. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, Mm. But it's it's an awkward scene too, though. It it is hard to watch because you have that – you know, it's 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 uh, passive aggressive, and then and then, but then it becomes sort of confrontational, it's and, and it's mean. Mm. Yeah, it's mean spirited, and and um, they're being the internet is what they're yeah, being. They're being yeah. everyone on Twitter. Yeah, but I think it's also bad because I think we we've all been that person as well. I think hmm. that's um, that's what makes it real for me. Yeah. You've been the asshole, or you've been the person. I think so. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I have. Like, not yeah. to that, not to that sort of extreme extent where you're actually like a verbal confrontation about it. But I think you know, or even just my own thoughts when you know, yeah, when people are, uh, I don't know, talking about their fifth kid or whatever, you know, throwing on. Oh God, they're all no. All the actors are on point in that scene, though. Like, and and you know, sort of the climax with Joan Cusack, you know, just like tearing strips off her brother saying, you know, you're going to die alone, a bum. No, you're going to die alone. You're going to die alone like a dog, like a bum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, come on, that's it. You know, after all, he does have a point, but, you know, just drop it. Sean, he's a dick. And you're an even bigger dick for taking his side over family. No, uh, you know, it's just that you and Gail used to be interested in all kinds of other things, politics, music, art. Now it's just uh, nothing but kids, kids, kids. You've got no wife, no kids. You insult the only family you have. You keep this up, you'll die alone like a dog, like a bum. Like Van Gogh. So good. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. so great. <laughs> Such, like, unselfconscious performances, you know, just like. She's great. Well, this cast is stellar. Like, like mm. it, it really is a, an outstanding cast. Hugh Grant, Julian Moore, Tom Arnold, John Cusack, Jeff Goldblum, Rob Williams, Robin Williams, just as a bonus. Like, I mean, 
that's an that's an outstanding mm. cast, and uh, and even even if you think that everyone's not at their best, it's still a hundred times better than some of the shit you're watching on Netflix. Like, yeah. let's be real. You're, this is just firepower. You're never going to get. I keep saying this when you watch these '90s movies, soak it up because that's that was the end of Rome, baby. Like, you ain't ever going to see those people all in one movie ever again ever ever in your life again they would all have their own dumb show that would be watered down and they'd have second stringers below them you know what i mean it would never just be all in the one movie whereas that's like basic instinct or something where you Mm. just go oh my god they're all in it all these character actors and everything are in the same movie you know what a time can we can we pivot for a second to um jeff goldblum's description of his new girlfriend i've got it here and they're like oh it is (laughs) so good here we go have a listen to this so so what do you uh what do you think of her what you mean the blonde yeah well she's she's attractive she's really attractive she's 25 years old her skin is like uh, a ribbon candy breasts like uh sponge cake her calves are like calzone i mean highly edible highly edible. she's crazy about sex uh, you know this is somebody to get me over the rough spot <laughs> breasts like sponge cake <laughs> <laughs> sponge cake the way he says in like calzone you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, described her as like a combination of really tasty baked goods <laughs> yeah. All laid out for his consumption. You know? Yes, <laughs> that is true. But he's God. so desperate as well. Like the way he's saying it, there's this desperation behind it because you know that he's desperately unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like he's saying how great it is. Like you know, uh, why don't you see her more in this film, Bobby? Yeah, <laughs> just because she's hot. Is that yes. what you say? <laughs> yes. No, there was. Well, what did you think? Did you think there was enough sex in this movie? There's no, I was just going to say it. that it was, it, you know, it was a very sexless movie. Mm. Like there was no, and that I, I suppose, like, yeah, it was too. I mean, fucking Hugh Grant is just a is a drip anyway. Even when he's <laughs> just like he thinks he's going to get some, you know, she's just like, oh, I'm in my second trimester. I've got a second win. This is great. And he's like, forget breakfast. And he's like, and they haul ass to that country manor, whatever it is, Airbnb, bed breakfast. And he's like ripping off his shirt, his weedy, pasty little British body, like, you know, like flailing about the place. And I was like, ooh. If it makes then, you feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, um, he deeply regrets his performance he does. and it made him spiral and he it's credited with being the reason that he fell into the arms of a prostitute. Fuck yep. off. Yep. What? Yes. Tell what? me more, Ricky. Do you know more about this? I, I know more about this. Come on. Let me pull it up. So I, I, first of all, let, let me say what Hugh Grant thinks about his, his performance here. So he stated that I really ruined it. Uh, it, was, it was entirely my fault. I panicked. It was such a big jump from what I'd been paid before to what they were offering me, and the scale was inhuman to my standards. You know the scale of production, 20th Century Fox, the whole thing, and I just tried too too much, too hard, and, you know, I forgot to do basic things like like mean it. So I pulled faces and overreacted. It was a shocker. And then he goes on to say... Um, 
So he's referred to Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus, as a genius and his brilliant co-stars. But uh, he commented that, uh, you know, having been paid 20000 or so or whatever it was to do forwardings in your funeral, if you suddenly paid millions, you think, well, I better ramp up my performance by 200 times. Uh, but uh, all, all that means is that you uh, overact grotesquely, which is what I did. So I'm always very apologetic to those people. Um, so, yes, he spiraled out of control and... Um, Mo money, mo problems. Yeah, he, oh that's when he God. ended up... Uh, was it Divine Brown? That's her name? Yes. What, after that movie? Uh, after the premiere of that movie. Hey. No. Yep. Oh get it, get it, get it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? The whole experience changed her life. Like, she sold her story, this uh, Divine Brown. She ended up making millions of dollars, put her kids put her kids through private education. Estella Marie Thompson, also known as Divine Brown. That's a hooker name, obviously. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. An, an American former sex worker who gained public attention in nineteen ninety five, same same year it came out, uh, when actor Hugh Grant was caught receiving oral sex from her in his car on Hollywood Sunset Boulevard. Thompson has remained in the public eye since, uh, then through work in pornography, uh, television appearances and newspaper interviews. So um, so there you go. I mean, that's, that's, that's when you know you've made it, when, when you're, you know, on Sunset Boulevard getting, getting it done. You know what I mean? Like with a really with a prostitute you picked up off the street, that's when you know <laughs> yeah, you've made yeah, but it. He's, wouldn't, he, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? That? <laughs> he wanted the, the real. What are you talking <laughs> about? No, you guys like, don't get Julia it. Roberts or something. What are you like... talking about? I think he was with Liz Hurley at the time. He was. He was. Oh, when you're with Liz Hurley, right. what you want to do is you want to go to Sunset Boulevard and get Divine Brown. That's what you want. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of like it makes me like him a little bit more. Not not that particular transgression, but the the like the sort of downward slide into transgression. Like, I mean, look, his the performance was a tad clownish, um, but I'm like, that's just Hugh Grant, right? I didn't think it was any more. He's more. He's a little bit more subdued in the other. I mean, it's the same stuff that you hate in the other ones, like Notting Hill and that. But but it is a little bit less. That's all. Like mm. he's he's a little bit more reserved, and that's yeah. yeah. But you know, again, it's just like I can't really feel sorry for a dude who took a multi-million dollar paycheck. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's but- like. Sorry, but, he still did make total bank. That's true, that but he got paid you, twenty thousand pounds or something for four weddings the year before, and yeah. it made those people a lot of money. He made a lot of people a lot of money, and then maybe mm-hmm. it's time for him to get his. Right. I mean, he just it did. It sounded like he didn't have very good, you know, people around him to kind of talk him talk yeah. him up. Well, fame's a bitch, isn't it? Isn't Mm. this this story happen over and over again of someone just getting too much too soon? And then it all ends up at the fucking Chateau Marmont. Mm. He did all right. Like this wasn't like, so are you telling us that Notting Hill came after the Divine Brown incident? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. This this movie was his his US debut. Really? Yeah. It was his first US film. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really, the Divine Brown thing I remember didn't really, I mean, it made him 
it's sort of Clinton Clintonized him. Oh, like that mugshot, bro. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's not <laughs> good. I mean, but it's like you know, but Mel Gibson's one isn't good either. <laughs> Oh, so, no. None of them have got a good one. <laughs> yeah. And it could end up being a famous image. Like like Joe Rogan could easily have had it behind him along with everyone else's one that he had in the early days in his <laughs> podcast, you know? The Hugh That's what we should do for our podcast. Oh, have mug shots. Yeah. I would love to have Mel's one because, as I've said, um, maybe it's my coming out. I love Mel Gibson. Well, we we need to Cancel. do some Mel Gibson on this on the show. I love Mel Gibson. I don't care, and I don't care what he's done. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a bad person. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I, and Lethal Weapon Five is going to come out, and he's going to direct it, and he's going to be in it. I'm going to watch it on the first day with a big fat popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> How old does he look like these days? So he's actually in a movie right now that's about to drop Lethal Weapon. Oh, you mean Mel? No, he, yeah, you talking about Mel? Yeah. Like, surely his face is just one big crevice now, right? <laughs> like, he's looking like no, a he's in... asshole with a mouth. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> look, look, oh, hey, that's unfair. On himself that's over unfair. The years. That's, that's uncalled for. He's treated himself very true. poorly. But if mm. you can, but but that's a triumph, though. Like if you can be, if you can live as hard as he has and say some of the things he said <laughs> and do whatever and and still be around, I think that's a triumph. Do you think he's actually? Do you think he's had work? He might have had work. You know, like Mel Gibson. I'm sorry. Um, you know, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. They've all had work. Yeah, now. I don't mm. think Mel's had anything done by the looks of it. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we well, maybe see. he has. Maybe maybe. It would have been much worse, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he was fucking hot when he was younger. Yeah. Well, yeah, this definitely. is, I think we need to do do a, 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 a double whammy here. Uh, so this is Keeper or Creeper uh, for AJ and Katie. So, you know, we're going to get both of you to engage in this. Basically, you know, I give you the options. Uh, I, I, I roll out the suitors from the film, uh, anyone I think might have been appropriate, and then you tell me just Keeper or Creeper and, and we'll see <laughs> see what that's about. So tonight's a very simple one, actually, but it's not as detailed because, you know, very simple movie and in many ways what you see is what you get. So I really want you to focus mainly on aesthetics tonight. You know what I mean? So, so that's the – so we'll start with – You mean uh, as in like would – would we let them throw a shot up us? Yeah. Uh, well, get, your words. Get pregnant. <laughs> your words. I mean, you know. Would I, um, would I be willing to have do other stuff a, even a sexually? baby? Oh, just anything. Look, I'm not. I'm not telling you what you do. If they're a keeper, you keep them, and you can do. You can do it however you. How do you like to do it, Katie? Tell me. Tell everyone how you like to do it, and then we'll know. We'll know. So anyway, first up, we got Hugh Grant as Samuel Faulkner. Uh, he's upwardly mobile. Uh, he's a child psych. So I mean, that's you know, it's a good job. Good with kids. Uh, debatable. Uh, he's got a hot car. He does. So, I like the car. There you go. AJ likes the car. Uh, Katie, do you like cars? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It doesn't do anything for me. I All always right. think that they're trying to, you know, make up for other deficiencies when they've got a, like, a hotted up car like that. Okay. 
painfully English. So mm. that's mm. I don't know. Oh. Okay, oh. don't need to. You know, <laughs> and we do have we do we have some proud uh, UK listeners. Okay, so you just that's racist. Look, I've dated many. I've dated many Englishmen. They weren't all Hugh Grant. Okay, all right. So and finally, <laughs> there are say, some hot ones. What I'd say about him is, although there's no sex in the movie, I do get the sense he's a bit of a horn dogger. You know, like he was sort of gagging for it. Sex pest. Not really. He was a little bit of a sex pest. No, like he- <laughs> no. If, if he was a, if was a sex pest, they get home from the beach that night mm. and they do a slow dance to this, like, song, this record player. And I'm with AJ. I hate dancing in movies. I hate characters slow dancing together. Mm. It is so cliched. It's the most it's awful and it's not real life anyway okay. well, tell like us what you really why think. wasn't he just Sorry. throwing her down like they're having a slow dance so no he's not well, you, you, she, he, she wants the uh like yeah the, the sliver scenes you know just like no shit coming up from yeah. behind no clothes <laughs> on baldwin just appearing yeah <laughs> so all right that's uh samuel faulkner keeper or creeper creeper okay total creeper <laughs> Fair enough. All right, next up, uh, we have uh, Jeff Goldblum as Sean Fletcher. Very tall. Okay. <laughs> so he's tall. The first like, attribute you lay down. Well, come on now. You you know, we all know what you ladies, you, you don't date short guys. Mm. This is so, this is a fact. <laughs> what, but so you, you, want you put. Equal or greater is what you want, right? Yeah. All right. So you've, you're like gone. Struggling artist. He's struggling artist, yeah. Tall, brooding, earring. <laughs> I fucking hated the earring. So... The earring was terrible. Oh, you're gonna mention the mullet? He did, but he, 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 does... pu- he pulled it off. He pulled it off. What do you think? That... Who's going to mention the rollerblading? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a scene of rollerblading in it where they've got their pads on and everything, the elbow and the knees, right? <laughs> comes up to him and she's like hanging off him and I'm just like he's wearing a helmet and elbow pads. <laughs> people <laughs> people today do not understand how rollerblading gripped the world for like three years. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was it looked he would have looked like um I don't know 50 cent. Like in that, you know what I mean? So, like, you would have just gone, is he from the future? I don't know, you know? <laughs> Whereas now you look at it and you go, oh, my God, because it looks like something from a Kmart. Like, yeah. You look disabled. All right. Okay. You watch it. You watch it now. Okay. So uh, that's what I've got. That's Jeff Goblin. So a very different look um, and feel, different energy to 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 Hugh Grant and Samuel Faulkner. So this is Jeff Goblin, a Sean Fletcher. Uh Keeper or creeper? Totally would bang. Totally. It's a keeper. Yeah. He's a keeper. Yeah, I'd bang him. Yeah, but it, so. Uh, I, but but is he a hit? Say, is he a hit and quit it, or he's hit a hit and quit it, or keeper? Nah, he's terrible. He'd be a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, I'd give him BJ down sunset. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. All right, yeah. Katie. Would you go into yeah, a different I, street I, to do the BJ or? I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> or pop after me. Melrose. <laughs> I, would, look, I would even 
forgive the rollerblades, to be honest. Okay. So what? Um, What's the answer? Keeper or creeper? Well, of course, you know, you'd let him, you'd go around a couple of rounds with him, but a keeper, like. So no, he's a creeper. Well, no, he's not a, well. It's just a, a binary guy. choice. You, there's there no is, I know it's not a spectrum like other so things. It's, it's like, is it like, would I have sex with him? Yes. You just is interpret he, it the way you want. Is he a keeper? If, if I said, but he's a creeper. But he's your, a total no, creeper. No. But he's a total creeper. Use your hmm. common sense. If I, if some, if you had a girlfriend who came up to you and said, "Oh, he's a keeper," and you looked at him and he was like, the guy had like buck teeth and looked like a total monster, and you you were like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," like would would you would you would say, "What the fuck are you talking about? He's not a keeper, right?" Well, he might be a lovely guy. He might, he might have a six-figure salary. Might be really funny and get those chompers fixed, you know? <laughs> Very generous. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. So, keeper or creeper? Okay, he's a creeper. Finally, uh, Tom Arnold as Marty Dwyer, car salesman, solid unit, uh, but he always has been, down-to-earth, virile. Okay, <laughs> definitely virile, not bookish either. So, you know, fairly honest sort of guy. Um, I don't know, like sort of like uh, he sort of uh, acts before he thinks, you know. So I don't know if you like that. He's fun. He's fun. He's guy. fun. Yeah, he's a good dad as well. He's there as well. So that's yeah. that's prone. Um, prone to outbursts of physical violence. Well, you know, only to people who deserve it. Like, you know, that's what we're doing to, you know, to Putin right now. So you got to take out that 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 uh, mascot that he beat up, bad hombre. So he had to go. So anyway, uh, that's Tom Arnold as Money Dwyer, Keeper or Creeper. If he, if he wasn't a car salesman, I think I I'd bang it. him. I knew it. I knew He's that a nice he was. Guy. I knew that you was going <laughs> to. It's always the same guy. Always yes, the same it is. guy. They're always fat. It's always the fat guy. I always put the fat guy last. It's always the fat guy and it's always like the affable fat guy and a loser as well, like a guy who's a total loser. It's always that guy. But he's not. He's not a total. I mean, like, he, he must be a successful car salesman because they've got a boss house. Like, um, on, like That's it's true. beautiful. Yeah. That's true. And he's, he earns enough to support. Four kids. Okay, now you're talking, now you're talking my language. Not... <laughs> now you're talking my language. So you, you, you. What do you reckon, keeper or creeper? Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would get old after a while. After the big defense as well. Hey, did you like that? The big defense, and then creeper. <laughs> well, we all we, you know, we got to celebrate the the keepers. So tonight, I think there um, were none. Oh, sorry. No, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was a keeper, and so was, so was Tom Arnold. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's leave it. Just leave I it in. I must have really high standards. Hey? And I must <laughs> have really low ones. <laughs> anyway, it's Keeper or Creeper. All right, Ricky, what do you got? Uh, I've got some trivia for you guys. Go on. So after reading the script, Robin Williams originally wanted to play the Barney-like dinosaur. Oh. He later oh. opted to play the, the Doctor. So that is, you know, it's a fun scene where they kick the shit out of the the uh, mascot dinosaur. Guy. Wonderful scene. Yeah. It would have been guy. such a waste of Robin Williams, though. Like if he had that 
it would be you know, yeah. head on the whole time. Mm. I'm sure they True. would have, have to take choreographed it, it to take it off. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, Williams actually filmed this supporting performance uh, at the same time he was doing Jumanji. Oh, yeah. Mm. So yeah, uh, yeah. We've we've already talked about Grant's arrest in Los Angeles, um, but his subsequent appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jay Leno two days before the release of the movie not only boosted the box office take, despite unfavourable reviews, but it also uh, catapulted Leno's ratings over and above David Letterman for the first time. So, uh, you know, he saw a screening of the film, he, you know, Got that BJ, he got the mug shot, he went on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. That was huge. It beat David Letterman and it all kind of worked out. That's like, the, that's like the plot of The Producers or something. It's like he tried <laughs> to fuck up his own life and then yeah, he yeah, ends yeah, up being he makes bigger it, than ever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's good. People just love a sex scandal though, don't they? Like, Well, it, it did. I, arguably, it did. Uh, it did give him a makeover, an image makeover, because mm. it, you know, because you couldn't see him, you know. It was back in the days when that was all fun too. Whereas when now, when it happens, like Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer and that, would see there, that's not fun, you know. Like having a button under your desk that locks the door, it's not fun. Yeah, mm. no, it's not fun. You're not a fun guy. <laughs> or, or jerking off on a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey mm. Tubin. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in a meeting accidentally, like I like you know, because it was uh, we get along with this person really well, but like you know, uh, at the at the end, I said, oh, sorry, I just got to turn my camera off for a second because I had to do something. I said, oh, I just got to, I just got to, you know, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> 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 it just came out without, without thinking. Uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was considered for the role of Rebecca Taylor. Oh yeah, meh. Would have been. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so Hugh Grant admitted that he and Julianne Moore did not get on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of their chemistry? Bum, bum. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's not she good. does yep. not want to ride that. No. <laughs> no. Well, they don't. They just don't have that thing. Like in when, when Harry met Sally, it's electric. You know, mm. they've got that thing. And even in Notting Hill, actually, let's go closer to home. In Notting Hill, they've, they've got a nice chemistry, Julia and him, you know. Yeah. It's so bizarre, though. Like, in Hollywood, don't they do all of those chemistry reads and make sure, like, they... It doesn't matter, though. Like, the, the thing is, like, I've said this before, like, obviously, sometimes it, it, it matters in this case, I guess. But it was it was passable, though. It wasn't like you didn't look at it and go, oh, they hate each other. You looked at it and you went, oh, they're a little bit cold. Whereas... It's possible for two people to absolutely hate each other and to do incredible work. That's the, that's the unfortunate reality. You know, I've said this before, so I know I know it's a director and actress, but still, you know, Betty Davis and William Wyler despised each other, and they did masterpiece after masterpiece together. So it can. It can but having happen. to having to sort of act uh, like I did detect that actually in that scene where she tells him to piss off like after he's missed that ultrasound and she's just like I'll have this baby by myself kind of thing and I went in my mind I'm going you're literally just breaking up with the guy you've been with for five years and are supposed to be deeply in love with him carrying yeah. a child like <laughs> like I don't know I expected a bit a few more waterworks water you know play, like I'll, a I'll just play another little clip honey do you think we're hurting the baby no no. Uh, because if I can feel it, then it can feel me. 
No, I don't, don't, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes, it can. Well, if the baby can see. Um, see, see what, my love? Your penis coming toward it. That could scare the hell out of a baby. Rebecca, or, I, I... Or what I, if I... your penis hit in the head and caused brain damage or something? Are you serious? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think we should make love until we talk to the doctor. Please? We don't know what could happen, hon. <laughs> 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 no wonder he got the hell out of there. Yeah. Oh no, she left him. Um, I don't know. That was another thing. There were a couple of instances where she just seemed way too naive, verging on idiotic. You know what I mean? Like going, like getting all sexy and then going, oh, the baby moved, and then expecting him to just be really content with just lying, <laughs> having no sex and lying next to her and, like, just feeling the baby, like, in her tummy. And I'm just like, at least give him a BJ or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, get him second, on some mutual masturbation. Like, there's other shit you can do that doesn't involve, you know, a dicking down. <laughs> so, you know, Dicking down. <laughs> and then to go, and then to go, you know, oh, <laughs> will the penis hit the baby in the head? It just seems like, like I know you're just a ballet teacher, but still. There are a lot of basic- Maybe Hugh Grant just has a really super long dick. Oh, yeah. oh we'd have to, it would have to enter the cervix up into the womb. Oh, gross. Right. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Right. That's enough. I mean, basic anatomy, people. Well, Roger Ebert gave this film two stars, saying Nine Months is one of those movies where the outcome is abundantly clear to everyone but the hero, who remains in the hapless position of playing dumb, because if he didn't, there wouldn't be a plot. That is such a great review. I found myself thinking that the whole way. I was like, I know exactly what the next scene is. Like it it was, it was like paint by numbers plot, you know, like you're just waiting for the breakup, you're waiting for the reunion, you're waiting for the like crazy going into labour scene and, you know, you just knew that Joan Cusack was going to be there too. It was all, you know, very predictable. Mm. Uh, Have you got another review, Ricky, or is that that the moment? Uh, I've just got Todd McCarthy of Variety called it an exceedingly safe and conventional Chris Columbus comedy. Right. I just can't stand this this cynicism, you know, and um, these sneering elites, uh, you know, who despise popular entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Like this movie is purpose-built. As I've said before, this is not Solaris, you know, so uh, this is not, yeah, not Tarkovsky. It's not, um, uh, you know, Gaspar Noé. So it is nine months directed by Christopher Columbus and everyone knew what they were getting when mm. they bought their ticket. The trailer didn't lie to you. Uh, the poster didn't lie to you. The casting didn't lie to you. Uh, the music didn't lie to you. So, and, you know, what these 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 elites don't like is normal people getting their kicks, you know? I Not- say that, like, I mean, look, there's an element of that, sure, but, I mean, there are better movies that appeal to mass audiences as well, right? Like better plotted, better acted movies that 
have that mass appeal. Can't think of any. You might. Mm. Well, no, I I agree. Of course, that there's better, but I just get this sense that you know. I mean, I like this movie. Uh, I, I see the flaws, you know, and I think it could because it's not. Yeah, it's not when Harry met Sally. There's chemistry problem. It could be a little tighter here and there, but I think it's largely winning. I think I and I think the. You know, the, I think I think how much money it raked in in comparison to, to Mrs. Doubtfire is probably about right in terms of the. So if if this made like 140 or something and Mrs. Doubtfire made like 400 or whatever, I think that's about right. Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you go, oh yeah, like based on like the the bang for your buck, uh, I think you got a good night out of out of Mrs. Doubtfire. Whereas, uh, oh sorry, out of uh, nine months. Whereas Mrs. Doubtfire, you watched again and again. Because it's got other things, you know, mm-hmm. that that kept it kept it rolling. Has, has anyone seen the original of this film? Because it's a French film, isn't it? Mm. The yes. remake. Yes. No, I have not seen it. No. Mm. But I thought it was interesting that that era was they were all about remaking the French movies. So La Cage uh, uh, which was the Birdcage, uh, with Robin Williams, that was a French film. There was another French film. There was a movie called Three Fugitives with Martin Short and Nick Nolte, <laughs> uh, and a kid. And uh, that was a French movie, and that was around about the same time. There was a thing; it was a thing they were doing. Now it's about Korea, like you could be Korean movie and you remake that shit. Whereas back then it was the French. I found this website that's come across my my radar a few times when I've done random searches. It's called Common Sense Media, and I think it's like some sort of website for teachers and parents and whatever. I think it's from America. This is this is fascinating. So they give it a rating. It's like two out of five, age 13 plus. Dated rom-com is filled with profanity, sex, and stereotypes. <laughs> and so... It, There's it, no sex in it. We've got more. So uh, parents need to know that nine months is... It, oh, this, this is yeah, what parents need to know. Is, nine, is a 90s romantic comedy about an unexpected pregnancy and the main character learning to accept responsibility and embrace change. The all-adult cast talks frequently and frankly about sex and reproduction. The only things shown are kissing, caressing, undressing, and lying in a bed. A childbirth scene is played for comedy, and there's a lot of screaming and yelling and even a fight. A couple of mildly scary dreams. I don't know. This person might be on the spectrum. I don't, I don't know. I'm not quite sure why they've done this Hemingway-like scary cadence. Scary dream. <laughs> A couple of mildly scary dreams also played for comedy involve being eaten by a praying mantis. Other violence involves a cartoonish fight with a costume dinosaur children's character. Most of the story story and comedy rely on stereotypes such as men being afraid of commitment and dated or inaccurate depictions of pregnancy or childbirth, such as a high-speed reckless ride to the hospital with a woman in labour. Frequ- True. Frequent profanity includes fuck and shit, as well as such things as dick brain, horse shit, son of a whore. (laughs) (laughs) So, but now this is, this is what I like. This is the best bit. Talk to your kids about his dot dot points. Point one, families can talk about attitudes towards sex and family planning. Have attitudes changed since this movie was made or do the characters and situations seem believable? So that's one point. Mm -hmm. Two, Why do you think movies such as this one use so much profanity? Is it how adults really talk to each other? Uh, is it how you talk to your friends? Is it a big deal? No, it isn't, you fuckhead. That's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> the third point, serious responsibility and big changes in your life can be scary for anyone. What kinds of things have you had to take on? How did you handle them? So that's insipid. But what do you think of this idea, These this claim that it's filled with stereotypes that like that, that, Men being afraid of commitment is a stereotype. I'm like, it is a stereotype. I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm like, 
Is it a stereotype or is it a statistical probability? Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, like when we say stereotype, we're talking about, you know, something that's got the air of untruth about it, aren't we? Uh, no, don't, st- you know, stereotypes A widely are- held but fixed oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of personal thing. Okay. Mm. So, so how can I be, if you're not, if, you, if you're afraid of commitment, then aren't you just afraid of commitment? Like I don't see how that's stereotype. Well, maybe, well, there are a lot of men who claim to not want to commit. No, I think where where there's a problem is they they they're only painting two guys in this movie that are afraid of commitment. Which yeah, is, that's right. Is the Jeff Goldblum character and and Hugh Grant? If it was like I don't know, if if we met ten or twenty guys, not that they'd be main characters or anything, but if you met all these guys that were like not into having kids, not into commitment, then maybe. I think that website's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> it is I, dumb. I, I like the nude nude encyclopedia more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the nudography. Yeah, the nudography, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, there'd be no entry for this fucking movie. No, for the nudography. So what is, sorry, what is that website? Is it some kind of like Christian <laughs> like movie yeah, I guess club? so. I guess so, but they've got a little thing. Yeah, I don't know. They're flirting with the diversity stuff as well, which is, you know, they've got a little thing about there about that. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, which brings me on to uh, our Me Too meter. So, you know, you know how it goes. You just give it a rating out of 10, uh, you know, and perhaps you can also tell us, you know, what you thought of, uh, out of 10, just the movie in general, if you like. But I just give you some some something to think about you don't have to take these these things on board i'm just saying you know uh things that are, that you know are out there in the ether they're out there and i've brought them in and then you take them and then give me give me your 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 reading out of 10 so just a couple tonight uh, but maybe you guys have got some more first up uh yeah as i said we just covered this really words matter okay so dr kosovich runs up to rebecca and says you have a small pussy okay <laughs> Now that's Good. not funny. That's not funny. No, that's not funny. Okay. That was that's really a- funny. That's rape culture. All right. <laughs> In fact, it's probably actual. Rape, say, I think and somehow. you have hair and it has hair. <laughs> well, making it worse. The point is that words like penis head, fat ass pussy, you miserable piece of dick brain, horse shit, slime sucking son of a whore bitch. This isn't comedy. Okay. It's genocide. All right. So you just keep that in mind. That's that's out there. Next up, uh, it's a turf war on a global scale. Okay, <laughs> so Gail says in one scene, this is Jones Cusack. She says it's like our profound biological right, something men can never experience. She says it's a childbirth. Now you might think that Gail is a caring mother, a kind and generous friend, but you'd be wrong. Okay, because none of that matters when you are a trans exclusionary radical feminist. <laughs> And to say that only women can give birth is hate speech worse than Hitler. Oh, come on. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't speak German. He said, I know he said some bad stuff, and this is worse than all that. Joan Cusack. <laughs> going down. Is what I'm saying. Going down in history. So that is that. Okay. Now, this is mildly redeemed when Rebecca, the Julianne Moore character, says later in the movie, I don't want to move in with my parents and all my girlfriends are single and they don't need some pregnant person living with them. Correct. Okay, that's correct. Pregnant I did person. notice her 
refer herself yeah, to well, yeah, uh, yeah, as a pregnant that's what person. That's what I say. People say, how's it going? And I say, my wife, Katie, is a pregnant person. <laughs> and they go, okay. And I go, she's a pregnant person. <laughs> person okay (laughs) and i say and i say that that's what i say to people okay and and they say have you had a stroke (laughs) and they say sir get out of my changing room so anyway uh rebecca does say correct correctly that she's ready to have this child alone good i say women don't need men all right so what if physical and psychological outcomes are better for children in stable two-parent homes? This is in the 50s. This is in the 50s, all right? There's options today. Only fans awaits. That's all I'll say about that, all right? So obviously a lot of crimes in this film, uh, you know, perhaps I'll play this. This is a good one as well. She was, uh, so she wanted, she, uh, oh. Christine wanted a baby. Oh. She was uh, hungry for seed. So I closed the iron door denied her my essence you know i I, i'm not ready to be uh, biologically extraneous she would have devoured me from the head down you know chewed up my manhood swallowed my youth and gobbled me up like some praying mantis not for me what do you mean praying mantis you know the female mantis after she has sex with her mate she eats him oh yeah well the point is hungry for seed (laughs) as we know uh you know um, that is unacceptable uh, in in uh, all its forms. So that is what we have tonight uh, for the Me Too meter. Lots to think about there. I'm sure there are many other crimes. Can you guys think of any that that, that came to you? Well, we've already talked about the uh, description of the baked goods. Yes. <laughs> Damning. Yeah. Acquainting women with food just to be devoured for your pleasure. I've told you, women need to be whatever men don't want, pretty much. <laughs> That's the rule. And definitely not anything compared to anything nice, sweet, lovely, pretty, gorgeous, like, or tasty. Unless you're doing it on OnlyFans. Yeah. That for money, that is okay. Or if you're kind of disgusting and you want people to say that to you, then that's okay too. I think that's the rule. Have I got the rules? Yeah, that's the rules. Okay. So that's the Me Too Meter. What do we give it out of 10? Nine months. It's pretty low. I'd it's probably one. give it give it one. Yeah. I was going to give it two, maybe three. Because it, it can never be zero, remember. It's true. No. No. Well, it's like the sin of um, racism and, you know, sexism is with us. It's blood on our hands forever and it can never be, never be really expunged. So, but I would give it a little higher only because I think this movie is uh, – you know, don't let them tell you that rock and roll is dead. It's just that our, that we that things that were completely normal are now absolutely rock and roll. And this movie, I think, would be deeply offensive to uh, a lot of people if you showed them. I think they would be totally outraged, and that is that's exciting in a way. You know, um, it's because this movie's out out of step with, uh, as I've said, just to sum up, with the laptop class. You know, those coastal elites and the wokesters, you know, uh, made 143 million. A lot of people liked it. That means it was a consensus uh, amongst people, most likely women and their dates of the people who saw it. They, they all thought this was all fine. The list of transgressions is, is long. I've just run through some of them, but focusing on heterosexual couples and not proud, brave trans or non-binary folks, that's number one. 
preferencing of the supposed struggles of women and the constant use of exclusionary language and concepts. The idea that women would want children uh, and to not run a tech startup is probably insulting to some of these people as well. Uh, the depiction of marriage as a celebration and, uh, and something positive. The notion that family is something to be treasured and something to strive for. And that's something that, you know, there is a, a famous organization that I'm not going to give uh, free publicity to that was pretty big last year that wanted to literally destroy the family unit. You know, that was one of their big claims. Uh, so the stiffs who don't like this movie, uh, the one thing they don't have a problem with, I think, is the fact that it's about bourgeois problems. So, you know, well-off couples whose biggest concern is trading in a Porsche for a big family car or damaging said car on their way to their friend's Napa Valley estate. <laughs> so true. Okay. Very, so, yes. But that's the Special thing. These, problems. But these fucking elites, though, they don't, and they, the, the Democratic Party and all the people, all the worksters, but the thing, that's the thing, AOC, go on to the Met Gala, right? That's what they want to do. They go, you want to go to the Met Gala and you just want to be seen as the most caring. So, anyway, all I'll say is that. <laughs> Weirdly, going so off track. (laughs) Have you ever heard this show? (laughs) (laughs) So, what's your score? Come on. All right, my score is yeah, I'll probably give it two. <laughs> I try, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I needed to get it in. I wrote it and I had to do it earlier, but I blew it. So. Hey, you know, you know what you missed? Did you hear Tom Arnold call um Hugh Grant a puss? Yes. When was the, yeah, when was the last time you heard anyone in a film call someone a puss? Well, the the, the Barney character calls the, them couple of pussies as well, and mm. says like, "Oh, but there's this brilliant stuff in the ADR of the of the the mascot." He says stuff like, "You know, I'll beat you up, you and your boyfriend up." He says, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he so says, "He says like- my favorite one." He says. Uh, this one's for the queen. Punches you, Grant. How good's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of casual threats to yeah characters' masculinity, which mm. I, I quite enjoy. I've I've right. got I've got one more quote for you, and this is early on in the film when all the kids start raiding Hugh Grant's picnic basket, and the girl says, "This sucks. It tastes like poo." <laughs> A classy end to the show. <laughs> writing that line of dialogue, you know? Uh, and that's the best you can come up with. This sucks. It tastes like poo. Hey, hang on. I've got a four-year-old. Was... That's exactly what he'd say. Oh, my God. It, it was pretty funny, though. Like, it's just simple, simple, simple gag. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, that's nine months. Uh, the baby boom continues, at least for another few weeks. What do we reckon? Are we doing, Do you want to do Look Who's Talking next week? Is that the one? Yes. Sure. All right. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Hopefully, Katie can join us, but, you know, ooh, big deal. We'll have to see. have to see. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not like you're doing a lot now. She's just like, you know, sitting on, her crumpet, sitting on her crumpet a lot now. Mainly. That, that is my right. <laughs> Woman in the third trimester, you know, growing right. a little human. Well, fair enough. You can do that and watch Look Who's Talking at the same time. So, uh, we said what we said. Yeah, yeah, we did. This this week's okay. Ricky didn't go too off script. True. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. Until next time. Long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Dick brain, horse shit, son of a whore, penis head, fat ass pussy, you miserable piece of dick brain, horse shit, slime sucking son of a whore bitch. Hashtag adulting. This sucks. It tastes like poop.